Howdy, I'm uh, Colson Whitehead, and I'm going to read a section from Jose Saramago's Blindness. I was thinking of this book a lot of the first week of September when we were getting the first images and news from New Orleans um, about the stadium and the convention center. And, um, and I think it also fits with tonight's uh, topic. So, um, An epidemic of blindness has come across the city. The blind are being detained in an um, abandoned hospital. Um, soldiers patrol the perimeter to keep the blind from going out, and no one wants to deal with them so they don't get infected. Um, this section is, is, a, is the occasion of a food drop. They haven't eaten in days, and they're about to try and get some food. And no one knows that in a couple days and weeks, uh, both the powerful and the weak will be blind. As if it had been waiting all this time for a code word, some cue, an open sesame, the voice finally came over the loudspeaker. Attention, attention, the internees may come and collect their food, but be careful. If anyone gets too close to the gate, they will receive a preliminary warning, and unless they turn back immediately, the second warning will be a bullet. The blind internees advanced slowly, some more confident toward the right, where they thought they would find the door. The others, less sure of their ability to get their bearings, preferred to slide along the wall. In this way, there was no possibility of mistaking the way. When they reached the corner, all they had to do was follow the wall at a right angle, and, th and there they would find the door. The hectoring, the hectoring voice over the loudspeaker impatiently repeated the summons. The change of tone, unmistakable even for those who had no reason to be suspicious, terrified the blind internees. One of them declared, I'm not budging from here. What they want to do is catch us outside and then kill us all. I'm not moving either, said another, nor me, chipped in a third. They were frozen to the spot, undecided. Some wanted to go, but fear was getting the better of all of them. The voice came again. Unless within the next three minutes someone appears to collect the containers, we shall take them away. This threat failed to overcome their fear, only pushed it to the innermost caverns of their mind, like hunted animals that await an opportunity to attack. Each one trying to hide behind the other, the blind internees moved fearfully out onto the landing at the top of the steps. They could not see that the containers were not alongside the guide rope where they expected to find them for they were not to know that the, that the soldiers, out of fear of being contaminated, had refused to go anywhere near the rope which the blind internees were holding onto. The food containers were stacked up together, more or less at the spot where the doctor's wife had collected the spade earlier that day. Come forward, come forward, ordered the sergeant. In some confusion, the blind internees tried to get into a line so as to advance in an orderly fashion. But the sergeant bellowed at them, You won't find the containers there. Let go of the rope. Let go of it. Move over to the right. Your right. Your right, fools. You don't need eyes to know which side you have on your right hand. The warning was given just in time. Some of the blind internees who were punctilious in these matters had interpreted the order literally. If it was on the right, logically that would mean the right of the person speaking. Therefore, they, had, they were trying to pass under the rope to go in search of the containers, which were God knows where. In different circumstances, this grotesque spectacle would have caused the most restrained spectator to burst into howls of laughter. 
It was too funny for words. Some of the blind internees advancing on all fours, their faces practically touching the ground as if they were pigs, one arm outstretched in midair, while others, perhaps afraid that the white space without a roof to protect them would swallow them up, clung desperately to their rope and listened attentively, expecting to hear at any moment that first exclamation of triumph once the containers were discovered. The soldiers, the soldiers would have liked to aim their weapons and, without compunction, shoot down those imbeciles moving before their eyes like lame crabs, waving their unsteady pincers in search of their missing leg. They knew what had been said in the barracks that morning by the regimental commander, that the problem, that the problem of these blind internees could be resolved only by physically wiping out the lot of them. Those already there and those still to come, without any phony humanitarian considerations, his very words, just as one amputates a gangrenous limb in order to save the rest of the body. The rabies of a dead dog, he said, to illustrate the point, is cured by nature. For some of the soldiers, less sensitive to the beauties of figurative language, it was difficult to understand what a dog with rabies had to do with the blind. But the word of a regimental commander, once again figur figuratively speaking, is worth its weight in gold. No man rises to so high a rank in the army without being right in everything he thinks, says, and does. Thanks. Thanks.